Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. ZipRecruiter is a proud sponsor of Without Warning Podcast. Use code word WOW and search for jobs anytime, anywhere. The Lauren Agee case was hastily closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Lauren. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains details about sexual violence and elements that are graphic in nature. Hannah Palmer has been the most interesting person for me to look into during this case. I have learned so much about her from many different people. Last week, you heard the rest of my interview with her before Erin Lilly walked in. You also heard my interview with Lauren's good friend, Lexi, and Lauren's mom, Sherry, from when people had gathered at Sherry's house the day after Lauren's death. Hannah's reaction when she walked into the room yelling, it should have been me, was just odd. Let's continue to listen to my interview with Lexi and Sherry. Well, her and Sam both repeated that. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. Like, I don't, you know, I, I know what I, I know what was said and I know what happened. Y'all weren't there, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I feel like that was almost their, their trademark of this whole situation is it's, it's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I mean, Shay, how many times do you think Sam wrote that on social media? I don't know, 11, 12, yeah. 20. I mean, and there's a lot of social media I was blocked from seeing, obviously. But I it was shady from the moment that she stepped mm. in this house. And do you remember Hannah's face, the black? The ma- it was weird. She looked like, you know how she wears her eyeliner? Y'all seen picture? It's like this thick. Yeah. Well, it looked like she had done that right here. And I'm just like, what? what's going on with your face? Like, she looked like she had just got drugged around the road. Is what She just looked terrible. And I thought the situation was shady from the time. I mean, when I picked up Sam, I was like, whatever. She's acting normal. Maybe she's really not that good a friend to Hannah. But then once we got here, as soon as Hannah walked through that door and as soon as Sam started, you know, bullshitting about those text messages, I was like, this chick doesn't, this is too shady for me because it just didn't, didn't seem normal to me. Well, none of it seemed normal to me from the get-go. As soon as they told me Lauren drowned, I was like, she was a damn lifeguard and you're going to tell me that she drowned? Like, that makes zero sense. And then Hannah's attitude kind of solidified everything for me. But When Lexi made her written statement to the police, in it, she wrote that Hannah said to her, quote, We all slept together in the tent, then woke up and Lauren was gone. That's my story and I'm sticking to it, end quote. I asked her to tell me more about that statement. So when she said that, I just kind of sat there and I'm like, well, didn't, what, what's the whole hammock thing? What do you mean you were... I thought y'all were sleeping in a hammock. And she goes, the news is about to come on. You can watch it that way. And when we were watching it in there, I didn't know Hannah was sitting next to me. I, I just want paying. There's so many people in the room. I just want paying attention. And um, 
I was like, I just out loud when it came on, I was like, these assholes did it. I was like, there's no sugar coconut. Hannah was sitting, I don't Hannah, remember it, but Hannah, Hannah was sitting here. Oh yeah. Hannah was sitting right next to me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to be in the same room with Hannah. Yeah. It, it was just ridiculous to me that she had even come over here. Okay. To, to me, that that's the type of thing. To me, it made her look like, I'm going to cover my ass, and I'm going to go over there and make it look like I didn't do anything, and that I'm a little Miss Innocent. No one was expecting Hannah to show up that day. Frankly, everyone was somewhat shocked she had. Sherry stated that when she walked through the door, everyone went silent. She wasn't invited, and according to Lexi, the only way she could have found out about it was through Samantha Arnold. Okay, take me through, because you're also in mourning, Mm -hmm. and... So you're sitting there, your back's to her. Walk me through as, I mean, your mind had to be crowded with all this. That's that's what flared my temper. That's what pissed me off is that here we are sitting here trying to like, like a morning mom, she shouldn't have even walked in here. That was messed up to begin with. But to come in here and start screaming like that, that's what pissed me off. Because Sherry's like my second, that pisses me off. Sherry's like my mom. That just irritates me if someone's going to come in here after something like that happens and just all about you. I mean, that's just not how it should have gone. And when she walked in and said that, that's immediately what just irritated me that she would come in and scream like that. And like Sherry said, it wasn't nothing that, it's not like she was one-on-one conversation. She's screaming this. I mean, like, when you say screaming, so there's a lot of noise going on because there's a lot of people here. There's not here. one person who did not hear her. Well, she walked in and everybody went quiet. Oh, that's what, what that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. Me and all my yeah. friends are like, Vapor locked. Yeah. Everyone was in shock that she yeah. even walked through that door. Because as soon as she walked in, you get to hear a needle hit the floor. Because people were like, did she really just have the balls to walk in here? Everybody was mad because yeah. Lauren had been missing as and, long as she'd been missing. And no one. Did. And Hannah, who had my phone number, had Brian's phone number, had not reached out to either one of us for anything. I mean. But she's got enough time to get on social media, but she doesn't have enough time to call a girl's missing parent. So just doesn't make a lot of sense. That's not a normal reaction right. of somebody. When somebody, and y'all, I know this, when you're in mourning, your mind is going Fog nuts. It's fogged yeah. up, and you, you have so many questions, and you can't focus, really. So somebody to walk into a house and have the foresight to start saying that, that's a little, that is weird. What a normal grieving person would have done is... If she had looked for Lauren, if she had tried to find her, if she had contacted you, she would have walked in and fallen to her knees or cried hysterically. Or apologized for not or, contacting somebody. Yeah, or, or say, to hug me or mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry I didn't find her. A person in mourning can do strange things, but this didn't make sense. Generally, when someone's in mourning, they fall apart. Sherry was a good example of someone in mourning. I've put myself in Hannah's shoes about a million times and over and over again when I keep saying, I'm like, I would have found Sherry. Second I walked in there, went out and hugged and be like, I'm so sorry. I should have contacted you. And I, I would have been like, you know, I, it shouldn't have been what it was. I, you know, I should have looked for a ball, but she just didn't do that. It's just... But now remember when Lauren's leaving and Hannah was in the car and they pulled over on the side of the road. Hannah did not look at me. I mean, we're car side by side, and she would not eye contact with me at all. And then Lauren gets out of the car, runs over, and I gave her the two hugs, you know, and kissed her. I said, please be careful. But I thought that very odd. 
For someone not to look That Hannah wouldn't look up. You don't do that to parents. No. Okay, so when you're close to her, Mm -hmm. when you're looking at her face, Mm -hmm. what kind of reaction was she having? What kind of facial expressions was she engaged? Was she like deer in the headlight? What was she like? Like, I feel like almost like, oh shit, I've been caught type thing. Scared. Very scared. Scared, anxious. Very scared. And I think when people... Like, when anyone tried, like, even when I was talking to her in the bathroom, when nobody else was around, she still had that look, like, not that she was on drugs, but just the look, like, like, what do I do? You know, like, scared and just, what do I do? Like, she just had that type of attitude the whole time, I feel like. And that, the last time I saw her was in that, you know, I never saw her again after that. She never contacted me. I had reached out to her a couple of times, been like, hey, I want to talk, nothing. And then my number got blocked, and then right after that, I got blocked in all of her social media. She left so. within 14 days. Yeah, she, she was gone. Left and moved in with uh, Aaron's mom. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, well, I'm the father. My name is Brian Ag. We didn't have any answers. We didn't know. This is tw- less than 24 hours later. I called Hannah, spoke with Hannah. She immediately went to her apartment and breached her lease and moved back home. Brian said after Lauren's death, Hannah broke her lease and moved in with her parents. And I thought that was a little odd. I'm like, well, why would you, you know, unless you were just that devastated over, over her, devastated over her death uh, or the accident and uh, did not know what to do. So... Um, when I said, she was, you know, apologizing to me, I'm so sorry. I'm just that another said, well, look, come over. And, um, and she's like, I don't know that I should. I said, of course you should, uh, Hannah, you were with her. And so what we did is, um, um, uh, let her come over. And I asked her to come over. I told Sherry she was coming over. Sherry wasn't about it. And, uh, I said, you why? She was with Tater. Now, remember, Brian calls Lauren Taylor. You know, so there, there, were, there were some differences. And uh, so when she came over, when she came over, um, uh, you know, I went and greeted her at the door, brought her inside. And then Sam shows up. And so the moment everybody walks in the house, she was getting a cold shoulder from um, Lauren's mom. And some of the people in the house, and I'm, I was in disagreement of that. But I'm like, why are you drawing conclusions? She's already heard enough about this. Why add to the pain? And so, but when they came in, we went into the kitchen. Sam grabbed Hannah and took her into the, to the bathroom right there by the bonus room. And they had some type of conversation. And then when they came back out, you know, Hannah was upset and nervous and and Sam just seemed to want to take control of, hey, what's going on, everybody, and da, 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 you know, and uh, and so Sam was okay there, um, but then as the week progressed, 
Selm was wanting to be real involved with the videos and and uh, with the setting up of funeral things and what can she do and we're going to put all these pictures up and this, that, and the other. And I didn't understand that because Sam wasn't even there when this went down, supposedly. And so I didn't understand why she wanted to be that involved with, we didn't need the help. We had this, there it is. Um, but she was always calling, always texting, persistent about what are we going to do about this at her funeral. And then when we get to the funeral, you know, there was some animosity there. By the week had gone by, and on, on, on by Friday, uh, there was a little bit of animosity about Sam being so pushy about Hannah. You know, um, because, you know, we had discussed Hannah and Clint and those people, are they allowed to come to the funeral? And, and at that time, at that time, the reason, the reason we were wondering, or Sherry was wondering, or the mom, Lauren's mom, was wondering whether we should allow the people that were with her to come to the funeral uh, is because there was mixed messages going on about what really happened. And certainly they didn't even go to look for her. They didn't contact authorities. They did not contact either one of us. Hannah knows how to contact me. She has for all her life. And Sam knows how to contact me. And uh, so, but no one reached out that day and that had uh, Lauren's mom upset. And she's like, look, if they didn't even want to look for her, I don't even want them here. And I thought that was wrong. And, but then again, um, uh, Clint didn't want Clint to come at first because I was mad because I was told she went down to, to look for him, which that ended up certainly not being the case. And Clint hadn't done anything, you know. And um, uh, so we decided at the last minute, you know, to the right thing to do is to allow them to come. We don't know why they didn't call. Uh, we don't know anything about the facts yet, so I, I don't want to have regrets down the road by not allowing them to come, and then we were blaming someone for something that they had no control over, and that's a time of, of life that you, you can't take back. So I wanted them to be a part of it, and told them they come, they're welcome to come, and uh, Clint showed, Hannah and them did not. None of the people that were up there did not show. Uh, after the funeral, um, when uh, there was an issue that Sam was running up and signing Hannah's name in her absence on memory things for Taylor, uh, memorabilia, um, and that type of thing, and no one understood why she was pushing Hannah's signature so bad she wasn't there, um, and uh, I didn't know that Hannah and Sam even hung. You know, a after the funeral, uh, then, of course, you know, things were just not adding up. Clothes didn't come back. Articles, items didn't come back that Sherry sent. Sherry knew every centimeter of her uh, her wardrobe. I don't care if it's earrings, rings. Sherry bought it. Sherry knew what it was and uh, took her shopping and bought things when she wasn't around so she would have them. And then things started not adding up. And about that first week, about the first week after the funeral, uh, me and a friend of hers, Tori, and uh, uh, another best friend in the world, Amber Ortiz. Uh, we started hanging out, just comparing notes and making phone calls and, and that type of thing for about the next week or two. Well, then uh, Sam wasn't included. And uh, certainly after the kind of a confrontation at the funeral where she, you know, was so forceful about Hannah, 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 um, it, it, uh, it just got to the point where I said, you know, leave this alone. 
And so when she found out she wasn't included with all of this is where she started next thing we know. And we're trying to look at Hannah and Aaron um, about why did they not do this? Why did it, there were questions coming up? And then that's when she went and sided with Hannah because they're like, oh, they're going to try to blame. So are you going to try to blame Hannah? Are you kidding me? Are y'all crazy? You know, what kind of people are y'all? You know, this is an accident. I mean, she kept, then she started trying to um, uh, categorize Taylor. She's a party animal. She drank. She did this. She did that. You know, so it's just an accident. Just accept what it was. She probably went to use the bathroom and she fell. But you can't handle that. Well, what I can't handle is knowing, and me being a, an old bass fisherman, and currents were very important. Knowing what the dams are doing, very important. Sportsman all my life, duck hunting, you name it. Where she was found made no sense to me. And I pulled uh, the data from the dams myself. I talked to people that fished that day. And those people were having to use their trolling motors to stay in one place if they were trying to fish up and get cast up against the bank because the current was being pulled so hard. You couldn't stay in one place and unless you had a little bit of a trolling motor going. So, you know, things in my head started uh, clicking. I'm like, okay, she could not have been there. Something's wrong. I finally told Sam, I said, something's wrong, man. Something's wrong with this picture. Because nothing's wrong with this picture. You and, uh, you guys just don't want to accept that, you know, your daughter was drinking and she messed up and she died. And I was like, so you got to be kidding me, Sam. I mean, you know, so at that point is when Sherry started getting in on some of the rebuttal uh, and then uh, and, and the text and the phone calls and the Facebook stuff. And then all of a sudden we started seeing things on there demeaning Taylor uh, and trashing the family about who do we think we are wanting answers. And when we're just this, we're just that. And, and so at that point is when we, we, we cut it off. And then from there, it escalated into a full-blown uh, trash campaign against the family and Taylor and siding with Hannah and Aaron and that crew. And so we never understood that. But let me back up. We did understand that because we know who she is. You know, and we absolutely know who she is. And where she's going to get the most attention and the most pats on the back, that's where she's going to gravitate to. And um, I, I guess she thought she was being the hero to show that, oh, I've got your back, Hannah, I've got your back, Hannah. You know, I'm not going to let them talk like this about you. And from there forward in this entire investigation, uh, I've just never, if Tater was here, if, if she was here, if Lauren was here, and could get to Sam about what she has said and done, um, Sam, it would not be a pretty meeting, you know, because she would be in disbelief. She would not be in disbelief. She would say, you know, I so still get you from high school. This is what you've always done. And, but why would you do this to me and my family now when they don't know what's going on? Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Through my process of trying to figure out who Hannah was, I wanted to interview as many people as I could that had very close relationships with her. One of those individuals was her ex-boyfriend. He wasn't at Wakefest that year, but he had some very interesting things to say about Hannah. So what do you know about the case so far? Pretty much it's what's been on social media. That's about it. Okay. Are you still friends with Hannah? I'm not on social media. Okay. Do you still text her and talk to her? No, ma'am. I, the day it all happened, I texted her and I was like, you know, what's, what's going on? What's the deal? And no text back, no nothing. So I know something wasn't right ever since. She never contacted you again? I don't, I don't believe so. So, wow. I mean, so I, something, something wasn't right. <laughs> I know. So, basically, when was the last time you spoke to her? Lord have mercy. Let's see. I have no idea. It's been a long time. Okay. Because I didn't... Let's see. Because me and her split before Clint Lauren ever broke up. And they dated a little while after we did. You know, they continued dating. But I'm not... To be honest, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. Okay. After you dated Hannah, where did she go? Who did she start dating? I have no idea. So we, you just broke We kind off. of just split ways and called it a quits, you know? Okay. We couldn't get along. If I remember correctly, we couldn't get along. But I'm, it's been so long, I honestly don't know. Okay. I've said, last night, I was like, you know, I need to think about all this case she asked me, but it's been so long, I don't really know. Okay. All right. I was just wondering because... Um, I know that you, Evan said that you lived with Clint while he was dating Lauren and Hannah was your girlfriend. Yep. Okay. So tell me the dynamics of that. I mean, what do you mean? The, um, tell me how did that, um, how did Lauren and Hannah get along? Did they get along? From what I saw, they got along great. You know, you would never expect anything like that to happen, but just. I don't know. It just it seems weird to me. If that's your best friend, you know, you would you would talk. You know, you'd say something. If your best friend's like where we all thought they were, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't be like this. Well, now, would you have called somebody if you woke up and didn't see? Exactly. I mean, if I woke up, Clint was gone. I'd be calling his phone and you know, give him a couple hours. You know, maybe he was with another girl. You know, but he'd come, but you know, he'd show up. But after so many hours, you know, you'd start worrying. You start calling somebody, call his mama or something, you know, like, hey, we can't find Clint. Have you heard wrong? Right. <laughs> but obviously they never did that. No. So do you think that Hannah was jealous of Lauren? I don't, I don't think so. Was Lauren jealous of Hannah? I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think so. Were they good together? I mean, like fun? I, we always had a great time, you know, going out. So, I mean, I always thought so. Okay. And they were always about a good time, you know, so I always figured, yes, that's why when they said this, and I was like, Hannah's not talking, that just seems odd to me, you know? I mean, your best friend, you would be saying something right. one way or the other. So Lauren had nothing bad to say about Hannah. Hannah had nothing bad to say about Lauren. Probably, yeah, they probably could because they've known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. But as they far did. as I know, no. You know. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so... um was Hannah a good girlfriend to you, do you think? I think so. Okay. She didn't cheat on you or anything? Not that I know of, but from what's portrayed now, who knows? <laughs> the way I look at it, there's no telling what went on. When you were dating Hannah, they kept a good relationship then? Yes. Did you guys go out on dates together? Yes, we would stay at Lauren's house all the time. You know, me and Clint both worked and lived in it. We would go stay at Lauren's house with Hannah and Lauren and come home at 4, 4 or 5 in the morning and come home, shower, and go to work. You know, that happened regularly. Okay. But... That's why it just seems so weird to me that she wouldn't talk. 
So when you were dating, well, first of all, how'd you meet her? Hannah, Hannah uh-huh. through Lauren, one okay. night at a party. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what did you, and, so the four of y'all would go out. What would you guys do? But at that point in our lives, we party a lot. Everybody, somebody's always having a bonfire or party every weekend. You know, we were probably 19, 20 years old at that time. You know, so. How old are you now? 24. Oh, okay. So would you say Hannah's bossy or submissive? Probably a little both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a little both. All right. Well, that's a fair. Um, was she dominating in the relationship, telling you what to do? No. Did she morph into anything you wanted? Like, if you... Pro- yes, I can say that easily, yes. Okay, so if you wanted to do something, she was all on board. Yes. Pleasing to you then? Yes. Okay, I've heard that before. And then possessive, was she possessive with you? It's been so long, you know, honestly, I can't remember. Can't I mean, remember, that's fair. Did Hannah have a lot of friends? I assume. Only when we, you know, messed around, she was always here in Wilson County. You know, she didn't hang out with her friends in, I guess, Robinson County, that is. She didn't really... So the bonfires and stuff like that were all... We're always here. We would never go to their side of town and hang out. You know, they'd always want to be on our side and hang out. That's interesting. Do you think there was a reason? Probably to keep us separate from whoever they had, you know, on the back burners on that side of town. You know, we would never go to their, their side of town and hang out with anybody. That's so wild. Yep. That's really wild. It never, you know, concerned me then. You know, I didn't care. didn't worry then. You know, now you look back and so, say, huh, there's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a reason. Um, so you don't know what, if she had other girlfriends besides Lauren then? Besides that Samantha girl and that Abby girl and, okay. let's see. Abby, I don't know. Did you see Hannah ever get violent with a girl or guy or anything? No. Never. She was always, to me, always, you know, very... You could say you could probably get her to do whatever you wanted, you know. If, if she liked you and whatnot, you know, you could probably talk, talk her into whatever you wanted. That's what makes me think they've got her under lock and key, you know. And she, you know, she's going to do what they say, when they say, when she's driving a brand-new car and all that good stuff, living on the beach, you know, I'd say she's going to say whatever they tell her to, in my opinion. Because that's just not the Hannah that I know. Wow. He just said he believes they have her under a lock and key and that she do whatever they say. I found it very interesting, the strong opinions he had of Aaron and Chris, considering the fact that he had never met them. Do you think she's a scared person? When we dated no, now I'd like to think, yeah, you know, she probably would be. Mm-hmm. I think they told her that if she talks, they'll kill her. Well, I mean, what I think, I mean, I think they've got her scared, she ain't gonna talk. But I never seen her, I never would have pictured her marrying this guy or nothing like that, you know? When we broke up, she would call me and talk about us getting married. You know, you better not get married eventually. You know, I'll, be, I'll come back one day or something, you know, but it was just weird stuff like that. If you recall, at the beginning of his interview, he said he hasn't talked to Hannah or heard from her, even though he reached out to her after Lauren's death. As he got more comfortable with me, he started to open up, telling me that Hannah did reach out to him after Lauren's death. Here's what he said. I want to say before they moved or right after they moved, you know, that's when she called me and we talked for probably an hour. That's when she was like, you know, I'll come back, you know, you know, don't, you better not marry nobody, you know, because I will be back and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they're engaged and married and now they got a kid. So it's like, that's weird. Did you catch that? He said Hannah called him right before or right after she moved down to Florida, telling him 
he had to wait for her because she still wanted to be with him. Then, all of a sudden, she was married to Aaron and having his child. So when she went to Florida, she called you? Yes. Do you think she was reaching, now that helps, do you think she was reaching out to? Which I mean, we never talked about Lawrence for that, because I never thought she did it at first. You know, I was like, no, there's no way, you know, not, not the girl I knew. And then as this just played out, it's like, I don't know. It keeps throwing question marks in my brain. Did she, so she was down in Florida and she didn't talk about Lauren? No, when we talked, we didn't just because, you know, I never, like I said, I would have never pictured her to do it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of defended her when it first happened, you know, like, she would never do that, you know, there's something going on. Still part of me believes that, but a part of me also says, you know, if you knew something, that's your best friend, you should have spoke up. Don't care how innocent you are now, you know, it's beyond innocent part. But I will say whenever she called me and we talked on the phone, she was, you know, she hid in that, in that house, wherever they were, you know, she was, you could tell her voice, she was being quiet, you know, she was wasn't, you know, happy-go-lucky like us talking, you know. You could tell something... Wasn't right. Right. But, like, when she called me that time, whenever they were there, and she was, wherever she was in the house or whatever, I, you know, I made the joke. I was like, I ain't got his money. No reason to come back here, you know. When she called, what were you, what was your thought? Uh, you know, that was... Lord have mercy, that was probably two more than two years ago, I'd say. I don't... I don't even know. I was just astonished that she called, you know, when we talked. And she, well, she first messaged me on Instagram and then sent me that picture. And I was just like, you know, that's weird. You know, that's something you would do if you're, you know, moved to a whole different state with somebody. I suppose you're supposed to be in love with. How'd you leave it with Hannah when, when she called you? What do you mean? Like, when she was down in Florida and she called you, how'd you leave it? Like, call me back sometime? Or... Yeah, I figured she wasn't calling back, but after that, we haven't spoke since. Okay. Do you think she's capable of keeping a secret that big? I do. I don't think she's capable for, you know, for a long time. I think eventually she's going to break, in my opinion. I don't see her being strong enough to keep that back, you know. That was my question. Is she a weak link? I think she would be. Okay. That's what kind of worried me at first, you know, but I mean, she's made her decision and she's going to have to live with it now. No matter what happens to her or him or that baby, it's my opinion. Lauren's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared in hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at SheilaWysocki.com. Next time on Without Warning. We actually hung out with them. Oh, okay. For the whole weekend. And my mom, my mom called me on Friday and said, you know, this is Stephen on 2020. Um, you need to watch it. So when we were watching it, our biggest concern was there was only two guys on that video, but there was actually three guys. Without warning, host, executive director, and executive producer, Sheila Wysocki. Producers, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Editors, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Mixing and mastering by Resonate Recordings. Narrator, Tim Evans. Thank you for listening to Without Warning. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a quick review to help others discover it too. If you or someone you know knows something about this case or the people involved, you can submit tips by emailing tips at shilawaisaki.com.
Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.